Hey y'all, welcome to the Hagar's Daughters podcast, a podcast for Black Christian women desiring support and prayer on the mothering journey, no matter where you are on the path. I'm your host, Kadisha Bonsu, and I'm here to get open, honest, and vulnerable with you on this beautiful, hard, rewarding, awe-inspiring, tiring journey to raising up the next generation of beautiful brown babies. Welcome to the show. And as a reminder, for those of you who know me or maybe are getting to know me through this show, while I am a licensed clinical social worker and offer therapy services, this show is not at all intended to be that. Of course, I encourage everyone, no matter where you are, to get involved with therapy when you are ready. But please bear in mind that the Hagar's Daughters podcast is never intended to be a substitute for your own relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Now that we got those house rules out the way, let's get going with today's episode. Welcome, y'all. I'm back here um, sharing more content with you. Um, You probably are surprised that it's so soon that I'm releasing something again, especially since I have a tendency to go on a hiatus a lot of times. But hey, I'm here and I'm celebrating that. Once again, coming to you recording while doing laundry. So apparently, this is the way I need to get it done is anchoring it to something else that feels familiar, that um, I am able to um, get my things done as a mom, as a um, uh, fulfilling my role in my household while being able to also get some of the things done that I want to do. Do I hope that I could sit down and record one day without multitasking? Sure. Why not? But right now this is working for me. So I'm a rock with it. So welcome to, um, episode 11. Um, we're going to do something kind of cool, kind of creative. I'm bringing you back some content from way before I ever started this podcast, um, with the episode that I recorded in faith, knowing that I wanted to release a podcast one day. And um, in this episode, or this little clip, you're going to hear me talking about rhythms in my journey at that season in my life. At that particular time, I was mothering um, a six-month-old, working full-time, extremely busy, felt like I, not even felt like, I'm pretty sure I was away from the home like 12 hours a day. Our days were long. Um, The nights felt short. Um, And it was hard. Um, And somehow I was trying to figure out how to revamp and navigate. So what you're going to hear in this next segment is me talking through where I was at that season in my life of mothering a six-month-old. And following that, um, in a tradition of call and response that many of us know so well and are familiar with in the Black church tradition, I'm going to um, respond to that call or that segment of me um, talking about uh, my rhythm at that particular time, I'm going to respond with where I am right now. And I'm going to do that in the format of a letter back to myself. So I am going to talk to Kadisha, the mom of six month old baby and share some lessons that I learned from hearing, uh, the recording of me talking through mothering a six month old. So y'all get the point, rock with it, listen in, Um, and you're privy to kind of like this sort of journal type communication that I was having with myself. And, um, at the end, I will share some words of encouragement with y'all and what I learned in that process and what I hope that you will take from it. So let's, let's get to it. As a new mom, I am working towards finding rhythms that are life-giving and sustainable for me and for my family as we grow. It is difficult to think of what these rhythms are and what they should be in this constant experimentation. 
um, to figure out what works and what kind of can keep us going and give us what we need as a family um, from day to day. So let me back up and tell you a little bit about what our days were looking like before this very moment. Um, I, w- uh, I am working full time and um, so is my partner and we come home or most of the time we come home at different times. I'm home in the evenings usually by myself with my little baby who is soon to be six months old um, and basically there are many evenings that I spend alone with the baby. And so before this very moment of kind of recording this podcast, um, I would come home, I would change the baby's clothes, change his diapers, spend time with him for a little bit, uh, feed him and put him to bed. And then I would knock out like right alongside with the baby. Um, now the hard part of that is there's plenty to be done and I know people say sleep when your baby sleeps etc um I don't know if that rule expires after you have after you get out of the newborn stages but honestly I feel like you always you you are always exhausted and always need to sleep so for me I don't think I didn't let that rule expire of sleeping when my baby sleeps but also I recognize that as a working mom I need, I have to do something other than sleep too. As much as I want sleep and need it, I will give myself the grace to sleep um, when I can, not when I can, but like uh, a decent amount um, each night. So for me, that means at least five hours, ideally um, seven to eight, um, more more likely seven in this season um, as we're approaching um, my baby sleeping through the night. But the point I want to make here is that that rhythm of coming home taking care of baby and knocking out as soon as the baby went to sleep was not sustainable for me because I would have to wake up super early in the morning and wash bottles from um, the, the previous day, pack the bag for childcare, etc. And my partner would assist me with that um, in the mornings, but it kind of backlogged us and made our, made our mornings kind of chaotic in a sense, even though we had a rhythm there of doing it, it still felt pressured and like hard to get out the door by a certain time and with all within a span of an hour and trying to preserve our morning um sleep without having to wake up super early um once um I jokingly um or I made a comment to my partner like we always uh kind of encourage each other and say you know we make a great team and so I said that to my partner one time and his response was yeah we make a great team when when you actually wake up in the morning um, and I thought that that was hard for me to hear. It's like good feedback because it's true. And I know that it was said in jest. But at the heart of it, the truth is that I did need to make some changes. And again, I want to completely um, put out there that I have a very supportive partner. We don't necessarily subscribe to traditional gender norms um, where uh, or traditional gender roles um, as they um, come in American society. Um, and so that has been helpful for us in life giving an hour, um, marriage. And so, um, we both do a number of different things, but anyway, to this point today, or kind of la- I, I kind of began sensing that something needed to change and that I needed a different rhythm, but basically, um, I didn't really know how to make a change, like literally, because I come home and I'm exhausted. So this is honestly just day two of making a shift in my rhythm. 
Um, they say it takes 30 days to build a habit. I think 30 days. But either way, the point is I am challenging myself daily to or this week at least to find a new rhythm, not to conk out when the baby conks out. And that is so, so difficult because I am tired. Um, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning most days. Like I said, get the baby ready, get my um, get ourselves ready to get out the door and ready for work. I leave the house by 6.45, 7 most days, and I don't really get in the house until between earliest or um, any given day could be uh, 5.45, but typically it's more close to 6.30, 6.45 after picking up my baby from childcare. So on a day like today, getting home at 6.45, baby will be asleep by 8 o'clock or eight, usually eight thirty between 8.30 and 9 Um but the point is, I had to try to shift. So I made a little schedule to try a different routine. And that routine looks like come home, eat my dinner, like shift, put the baby in the, like, in the playpen or swing or do something to kind of entertain the baby whilst I'm eating my dinner and taking care of me because mamas need to eat and mamas need to be nurtured in order to take care of their babies. A, ha- a healthy mama is a healthy baby. Um, I firmly believe that. Um, and so... I come home, I eat um, after like getting settled and changing clothes and all of that stuff kind of to get a refresh, uh, a small refresh. After I eat my dinner, I kind of um, get the baby, read a book with the baby. It could be very short. Usually um, he doesn't last through like very long books. He's only six months old. Um, After book, um, I start preparing for his bath. I bathe him and then um, feed him and put him to bed. And that is the most tempting spot right there because the lights are dim for the baby so that to signal the baby to go to sleep. And I like honestly just want to trail right behind the baby. So basically after that, I have to push myself to get out and keep it moving. And honestly, I kind of get a second wind. It doesn't last for very long, but it lasts long enough to get me through the task I need to get through um, for that night. So after I bathe the baby, I load the dishwasher. Well, first I wash the baby's bottles because that's an absolute must be done. I set a timer or kind of look at a clock and say what time I'm going to stop working by. So usually the babies sleep around 830. My cutoff is 930 so that I can be asleep by 10 p.m. Because I do still need to get a good night's rest. So basically at 930, no matter if my task is done or not, I stop. Um, If the baby... Uh, excuse me if um at minimum the bottles need to be washed but after that like cleaning the kitchen etc I want it to be done as quickly as possible and usually I can get something done but I'm learning to like just load the dishwasher up um and that's a new rhythm for me believe it or not some people maybe have very uh what do you call it uh polished and uh, clean houses. Mine is not that. Mine is a hot mess and I'm learning to live and lean into grace in the midst of the mess because, hey, I'm a hot mess and God leans into grace with me. So I'm extending grace towards myself in the hot messness of my situation. Not to say that I don't want it to get better, but I am working towards it getting better. And as I do so, still extending grace and exercising patience. So from now, like my hope, I hope for my routine, what I intend for my routine is to load the dishwasher and start it every night. After that, I wind down between 9.30 and 10 and go to bed. Now, in the morning when I wake up, 
I um, don't have to do the bottles and get the only thing I have to do is pack the baby's uh, repack the baby's bag for childcare, which is really simple. It's just kind of making sure there's enough diapers, change of clothes, like, and we do that daily just to restock. Um, so after that, and usually my partner will do that since I would have washed the bottles, etc., at night. Um, and so after that, I unload the dishwasher. Why? So that when I come home later that evening, I don't have to worry about an extra task of putting the dishes away and then loading it. It also enables us to be able to put dishes in a dishwasher all day before, um, as we use them rather than loading them up at the end. So if the dishwasher is empty and not just ho- being a holding place for dishes, then I can stock it throughout, uh, load it throughout the day. So that's our new rhythm. Um, this is encouraging to me and it's a testimony because it's different, it's new, and it's feeling great so far. And I think it's something that I want to keep up as best as I can. Yes, it's hard to push through those tired moments, but it is so, so worth it. And I med- I'm meditating on this a thought that a friend once offered me when I was in grad school, which was you can choose to change at any moment in time. The 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 minute uh, that just passed doesn't have to uh, be the same. The minute that is coming doesn't have to look like the same minute that just passed. So if I say, for example, choose to change in this next minute and, and do something different, I don't have to be the same as I was before. Is it a drastic change? No, but every little step counts and every little bit of change counts um, towards transformation. Um, My prayer for you is that you will be gracious towards yourself in this season, be patient, and find rhythms in life that are sustaining and life-giving for you. I hope by sharing my story that you'll be able to find some thoughts and ideas for your own life so that your family can find um, the rhythms and harmony that you need to keep yourselves going. And most of all, for you to be able to depend on God as you get through this mothering season. Be blessed. So, as I said, that episode that y'all just heard was from October 1st of 2019, when my baby was just six months old. Um, And I just want to take a moment. um, This episode is going to be about responding to that version of myself, that young mom. I still consider myself to be a young or new mom. Um, That's a whole other topic for another day, um, because I'm always asking the question, when are you not a new mom? Every stage is new with each child you have, right? Like, but I'll talk about that another time. Um, either way, I want to kind of use this space to respond to that um, past version of myself or those aspects of my mom identity that were um, unfolding, emerging, figuring it out, not sure if it was going to work out. So that's what I am going to do. So dear Kadisha, at this time, you were mothering a six-month-old baby. Today, um, your baby is two years old, precisely 26, 26, yes, precisely 26 months as of today, as you are recording. Um, And as you look back and as you listen to this episode that you recorded on Rhythms and Motherhood, I just want to applaud you. Um, I want to applaud you because there was so much grace in your voice. And I don't know that you were able to recognize that in this season of your life, right? You thought you didn't know what you were doing. You didn't know how to figure it out, but, or you didn't know if you were, I mean, you were figuring it out as you go and you still are, and that's okay. Um, But what I heard in your tone and in your message was so much grace. And that is the beauty of the journey. You named your baby um, 
the, the meaning of your baby's name is grace, God's grace. And you're seeing that manifest in your life. And that's going to be another episode or another letter for another day on naming our babies and the power um, in a name. But I see that grace unfolding in your life. And I'm so glad that you can lean into it. Um, you know, there were some good ideas that you had in there about how to shift your patterns. And I think um, from this place you're in now, looking back, you have some perspective on if those things worked out or if they didn't, but ultimately pat yourself on the back because you were willing to troubleshoot, figure it out, try to um, find some new things um, that could work for your family and just explore. And it is okay to, um, to have to, to do that. Um, that's what it's all about is figuring it out as you go. You do not have to be a perfect mother. That version of you back then was trying to get it all right, trying to trying to perfect uh, this journey. And guess what? You're never going to be perfect. This version of you of mothering a 26-month-old baby, you're still trying to figure it out. If anything, that part has felt even more uh, bewildering. So what I want to say to that version of you is that, ooh, it gets better. It gets better and there are still going to be challenges. There is no mastery in parenthood. Um, as someone once put it to me, uh, parenting is uh, on-the-job training. Um, you learn as you go. There are some things you will get better at or some things you will sort of kind of know how to navigate as they come up. And there are other things that you're just going to have to figure it out, learn from, make mistakes, apologize, give grace, and keep going. Um, as far as that schedule you were talking about, what I think this version of myself knows and could say to that version of yourself is kudos for trying. But what I would look back and advise that version of myself to do is just lean into your natural rhythms and stop putting so much pressure on yourself to do it um, a cookie cutter way. And I don't think that's what the spirit of what you were saying, that, that was the spirit of what you were saying or trying to do. But I do remember feeling this intense pressure to have a schedule. Baby should be on a schedule. I actually mentioned that in my last episode of like wanting to get on a schedule. And yes, in some respects, I do think that routine and schedule are necessary, but in other ways, some of the things you were trying to do at when he was six months were not serving you. So trying to uh, do some of the things at night because you felt that that would better your morning routine. I think it's excellent that you tried it and experimented with it, but ultimately what wind up happening in that season is that you defaulted back to what was natural. You were, you what you were defaulting to was survival mode. And it's helpful to understand that because when I when you know what season you're in, you can act and operate accordingly. And you were in a season of survival, just trying to make it through. There were lots of transitions, not a lot of support um, in your life. And you and your partner were just trying to make it. And that's okay. Um, sometimes, you know, when you're in survival mode, your success is that you made it to another moment. You made it to another day. So pat yourself on the back and celebrate the fact that you're still here, that you are um, not just still here, but you're still mothering that that baby who has grown in grace and love, and um, you're still doing it. You're you're doing it. And so, what I want to learn from you, um, Kadisha, as a mother of a six month old, is to have that willingness to try it out, to experiment. That's what I want to take from you is to that curiosity of exploring things. And what I wanna give back to that version of yourself is just a sense of compassion, grace and kindness and saying, it's okay, you try your best. And I want to bless that version of myself to know that 
the future me can thank you and and can tell you looking back that it, it it has gotten better it it will get better and it will continue to get better so as you look back and as you look forward and as you look to the now just know that um it's a journey and as it unfolds those are the beautiful parts of yourself there are so many different things that you said that um i could respond to but ultimately what i want you to take from me looking back and talking to you is wow, you were really good at being gracious, experimenting, trying new things. And I hope that you will let that grace carry you, carry you forward. Um, so with that, I will pin off. And I hope that as I speak to myself, that some of you out there who are listening, who have been privy to this conversation that I just had with myself, um, some things that I hope that you can glean from this is be creative. Try this with yourself. Maybe it feels awkward to talk to yourself um, for you, it doesn't feel awkward for me. I think I'm an external processor. Um, this is a way that I process things. But if that is a little too awkward for you or something you're unsure if you can do, what you can try is journaling. Write a letter to yourself um, or do a video recording of yourself talking. Whatever it is, what I'm saying is make space for reflection uh, so that you can be able to look back over your life. This is a great way to record testimonies and to look back and see where where you came from and where you're going. Sometimes we need that as a guide in our journey. It doesn't always mean that point A, that point B is gonna look better than point A, but it, it can serve us to help improve where how point B gets to point C or Z wherever. Um, and so I hope that you will be encouraged to look back, reflect, listen, and learn, and that you will give yourself some hope and encouragement. When you look at yourself from when you can stand outside of yourself, so to speak, and look back over your life and just reflect on those periods and times you've been through, sometimes we are able to give ourselves that grace we couldn't give in the season that we were in. So that self-compassion that you might give to a friend, um, maybe giving it to yourself in this moment. So I'm really glad that I got to do this and that I invited you all into this process. Definitely a vulnerable process, but I'm growing in that vulnerability and I'm comfortable with it. And it's exciting. And I hope that you learn something from this. So with that, um, I just want to bless you and pray for my listeners um, in this moment. So God, I thank you for giving me the inspiration to do this, the encouragement to do this, the um, ears to listen to where I was in that season and respond accordingly. I thank you that you are the same God that was with me back then. And you're the same God right now that has carried me forward and will continue to carry me forward. Um, I thank you, God, because that power, that grace that you manifested, Lord God, it didn't come from me, Lord God. I, I know grace and I know how to extend grace because you have been gracious to me. And likewise, Lord, I pray that this same grace that you have shown me, that you will show it to um, your, your, your children, to my listeners, to those that they're connected to. Show them grace, show them favor, show them mercy, Lord God, that they may know you more deeply and walk with you more dearly. Um, I thank you, God, and I ask that as we continue um, to go on this journey of exploring the revelations you give us through motherhood, that you would allow us to lean in, uh, experience joy, even in the midst of challenges, lament, grieve, make space, yes, but also to just um, lean into your grace and know that we are not doing it alone. alone. You are a perfect mother. You are a perfect parent. Um, and even though we are not, we lean on you to, to guide us into 
the grace we need to extend to our children, the struggles that we have, we lean on you to navigate through them. And we ask, Lord God, that you will parent us, parent our inner child so that we can parent the ones that you have entrusted to us and be good stewards of those who, who you have trusted us to raise up, to love and to know you. Um, we thank you. We give you all the glory. And um, it is with gratitude that I extend this prayer and wish my sisters and my listeners well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, if this episode blessed you, you already know what to do. Share it with a friend and buy me a coffee with the link in the show notes. Also, for Instagram followers, you will notice that my page is currently deactivated as I work through what I want to do with that page and how I want to stay connected with my listeners. So if you want to dialogue with me around this episode or any episode, please hit my email inbox using heygarsdaughterspodcast at gmail.com. That email will be in the show notes as well. Or leave me a note on the Buy Me A Coffee page. Until next time, sending you much love and light.